Hi guys and welcome to my podcast once again. Thank you so much for joining us and I'd want you to I'd like to say thank you so much for the support that everyone has been giving me. And one big shout out to Caleb Juma who helped me out with a lot of technicalities that I had. But anyway, thank you so much and I really appreciate you all. So today's topic is one that's really hefty, kind of heavy. But I have some cool young people with me here to help me navigate. And so I'd like to introduce to you guys Joy, T, and Muzi Tangwa. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So today's topic is Mind Matters. So we're going to be talking about mental health in young people, how they cope different stories and you know how we can help each other to just deal with this because I feel like especially in the times that we're in right now it's a very big topic it's a very important thing that we need to talk about because a lot of people have inner things that they're not seeing that they're not showing that they're experiencing due to this lockdown due to this whole pandemic so I'm here with these three lovely young people to talk about all of that and to share experiences so the main, main person in this conversation is Tangwa because last week, or was it two weeks ago, he shared a very hot, hearty story coming from deep within. And I really felt his strength and experiences in just reading the post. And I felt like I really have to share this with you guys. And uh, he's here to tell us his journey and how he made it through. So Tangwa, you have the floor. Good afternoon, oh, traumatic. It was something that's very scary. And it really took me um, some time and some strength to actually get to understand the whole process. And of course, I am still recovering, but then taking better strides and there is progress. Hence, my capability to actually come out and express myself to the world about my experience. So um, basically what occurred is that um, last year, um, January, uh, I had a nervous breakdown. Um, what actually happened is that I was myself and I was taking some marijuana. And unfortunately, what was occurring is that the marijuana that I was putting in into my system was laced with dangerous chemicals, which then led on to a more worse situation because it, it was um, it accompanied the depression and the anxiety that I was experiencing. So it became a poisonous combination altogether. Then I suffered a nervous breakdown. Um, woke up in hospital, then, you know, um, had to try to understand because I was pretty much confused. Uh, with the nervous breakdown, I just went on a blackout and I just went on the streets naked and things were happening that I really don't know what was going on because I, I lost my mind. So I was mm. fortunate enough to, you know, to to get back up in terms of recovery even it was simply a matter of hours but then the chaos that would have occurred in those hours is is very haunting because imagine having to 
lose an experience in terms of, of understanding what's going on. You don't see what's going on and it's just a terrible experience in that manner on its own before you even get to, to understand what, what was happening. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, those are, that's something that occurred. Then I had to go through rehabilitation. I entered an institution back there in uh, Cape Town, Falkenberg Hospital. It's, uh, I'm sure it's a psychiatric hospital and I had to go through that phase of medication. I had to go through that phase of uh, trying to get to understand what exactly was going on. Then once you start looking back, you understand that, you know, as, as the youth, as, as us growing up with the situation around globally, with the situation that we have economically back home, politically, and that, that's in reference to Zimbabwe, um, the struggles that the ordinary teenager experiences are much more than what we think or much more than what we see in reality because you end up not being able to control your mental state on its own. You end up bottling some struggles and troubles that you probably are going through. Uh, maybe it's family, maybe it's work-related, maybe it's simply just your life, whatever is going through your life. So your mental state is, is very, very important. And if things go sideways, you know, it's very important that you, you happen to be with the necessary people around you to actually assist you to get back into a state where you are self again. So back to struggles mm -hmm. and issues, you know, anxiety and depression as you grow up through school, through people you meet, like I mentioned, work-related, or it can be the situation of the nation and basically it is a global issue with mental illness because it's it's our generation that seems to be suffering a lot through certain struggles and we are afraid to speak which is something that is is, is very detrimental to the well-being of society because you know isinto or i'll say culture in reference it will simply say ubuntu a person is a person because of other mm -hmm. people. So even in terms of your struggle, we have to share your struggle because we need to understand struggle. We have to have an understanding of what is occurring in one's life, you know, be it family, be it friends. It's, it's simple, simply asking a question. Are you okay, my brother? How are you doing, my brother? And, you know, instead of bottling things up within you, instead of keeping all those emotions because of your experience generally in life, it really does weigh down on you. And then we end up having to be faced with, you know, forms of escapism. We go into alcohol, we go into marijuana, we go into different drugs just to escape the reality. And at the end of the day, we are simply poisoning ourselves and our minds. And it becomes a shock at the end of the day when you wake up on a hospital bed simply because you did not speak. So the matter mm. of, of us as the youth, as individuals, lending an ear, lending a hand to help a brother or a sister in need 
you know, it's not necessarily a person having to tell you everything. It's not necessarily. We are having a small network glitch. Okay, while we wait for Tamkwa to come back, um, I have a few questions that I'm just going to throw into the room for uh, for Joy and Tino to answer while we wait for Tangwa to deal with um, the network issue. So Tangwa was saying, talking about it or lending an yes. ear. Are you back? Yes. Okay, so I was just about to throw in this question. Yes. Like you were talking about talking, people must talk about it or be ready to lend an ear. Yes. So I'm asking, how how hard or how, how easy was it for you to find someone you can confide in before you got to that space where you feel like you can share your feelings and your experiences in, in a public space or on social media? Before all that, how long did it take you to get to someone who you could confide in and did you actually find that person and did it help talking about it, offloading? Well, um, I'll, I'll be honest. Firstly, you know, before you, you go anywhere outward into the world, before you, you do anything else, you, you first have to deal with the first step and that is having to deal with yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Asking yourself the questions of mm. what, okay, what happened? Who am I? You know, for me, that was an NDE, a near-death experience, because you are unconscious, you you don't know what's going on. So you just come back into reality by waking up. So as an individual with that experience, you know, you need to shape up yourself before anyone else can actually be available to lend you that ear. Before anyone else can be available to give you that love, you first have to deal with yourself. You first have to prepare yourself, understand what exactly occurred, understand your emotions, understand the experience. Of course, everything will not come back to you but that first step of understanding mm-hmm. yourself gives you um, gives you headway or gives you light to actually be confident enough to go to then go to the next person. So it did take some time. I wouldn't really be sure how long it actually took, but luckily for me, or let me say, I was blessed enough to come back home and uh, yeah just to mention i had been away from home zimbabwe for about 5 years this experience mm. um it, it brought me home this experience was the gateway to say um when daughter it's time to you know it's time to to go back you know there's there's more reason to life than than this and it was an eye opener for me so when I came back home, it was a very amazing experience, you know, being with your family, your father, your mother, you hadn't seen in so long, you know. So the people around me are, are then the ones that after I was confident enough, then I went forward to say, ah, no, you know, um, life happens. I received advice, you know, people just showed understood within the family first before I even went out then of course you do have friends that are family on their own so I had those kind of people around mm. to to assist me you know because those people that grew up around you those people you grew up with 
are the ones who know you truly for who you are because they've watched you grow from a certain stage up until a certain stage. So the people around you, like I say, Ubuntu is in Ubuntu, Ubuntu Ngabantu, the people around you are the cameras mm. you know what i'm saying you can replay it's like a, it's like a camera it's like a video so the people around you are those snippets of yourself they assist you in realizing yourself because if they can see well, i know this person is not himself and they will assist you by simply just being there and maybe they'll be giving you some pointers ah do you remember you used to do such and such I was a very sporty person in high school. I was very, I'm a joyful person. I, I love having fun. I love laughing a lot. So my friends who know me, who knew me, you know, they'll chip in with those kind of energy to remind me, that, hey, brother, mm. this is you. So that's how I began to progress because of the individual capacity to say, okay, you know life happens you know you you can move on it was a terrible mm -hmm. accident it was something that was not planned it was something that you didn't intend for it to happen you know it, it's an experience you know becoming a man i was mm -hmm. fortunate enough to survive that experience to be right here at the moment to be actually giving this type of experience out to to the world and the listeners you know what i'm saying yeah yeah okay speaking about being a man tino i i, I want to hear your opinion on this being a man okay i grew up in a family of just brothers i was the only girl and i saw it firsthand how young men are brought up and it's always bothered me, their, their state of mind and the health of their mind because you guys are brought up in a, in a realm of toughness and having to be strong, you know, manhood in relation to your feelings, your experiences and your traumas and just like how you handle things that go on around you. So how does that affect then the young man's state of mind as he grows? Like what do you have to say about how in a typical black family, you're brought up as a man. How does it then affect how you handle mental issues that you might have? All right. Um, I'm going to break it down this way uh, and then and share my, my own experience. Um, I was brought up in a family where we talk about everything. I mean, so it, it's, it's always been easy to approach my parents if... I have a problem you know, and say, mom, this is what I'm going through. But in general, I can relate because I, I went to a predominantly boys school and the statement there is men don't cry. And so we, we hardly got into um, the nitty gritties of what was bothering us. I mean, you couldn't really be open about uh, how you were feeling about the situation back home, I mean, this was boarding school, you can talk about how you were feeling about your sick grandma and, and things like that. And one of the sad things was um, some of us um, didn't leave that mentality behind. It's just something that you grow up with. And as we all know, the more you grow, the harder life becomes. I mean, the more real life becomes and, and 
you're put in scenarios where um, your mind is just tested to its limit and you know if if you don't have an outlet for that pain for that anger you you break down easily i mean so i feel like african women have might have a better grip on the situation because they express themselves Hmm. and joy what do you have to say about that from the women's point of view i think um from a woman's point of view even just in our culture and things like that, we are a bit more encouraged, I guess, to share our emotions. I would like to think maybe our problem then comes from inter- externally because now the world kind of has its template and its standard for what it feels should be the ideal woman, for what it feels uh, the ideal woman should look like, our behaviors, our mannerisms. If you're a lady, let's say that's a bit more driven, a bit tougher than you are, you are too independent. And, and if then if you're a lady who's um, maybe somebody who chooses to be a homemaker, then maybe you're not driven enough and how you should look. I feel um, in terms of our culture, we are, our women are nurturers. Um, African women, let's say, we are, they are nurturers and they do allow us to show emotion. Um, maybe not as openly as, as we'd like, but there's still, there's still that room for that. Whereas with the men, eh? Um, yeah, they are taught to kind of tough it up just as Tino and Tanko have both said that there's kind of no leeway for that. So I think generally our pressures come externally um, and theirs maybe come, intern- come from internally. Uh, I'm also with you on that one. And then one more question to you, Tanko. Going through whatever you were going through, like everything that you went through, all your experiences and new healing right now, is it possible to have a healthy and try and thriving dating life or marriage life while having to deal with mental issues? Or if both of you in the marriage or in the relationship are dealing with mental issues, what does the relationship look like? Because I feel like the lay person would think, oh no, like it's a train smash, it can't do because that's a lot of luggage or whatever. But what do you have to say about that? Um, oh, very good question, very good question. But let me just try to put myself in the shoes of someone who's um, in a relationship or on the verge of a marriage, you know, because mm-hmm. now when you state a mental issue, when you state uh, mental problems, you know, when your mental capacity, mental atmosphere is clouded, I don't think that is ideal enough to move on into a space where you have to deal with another human being. Because remember, the person also has their issues, also has their problems. And if you as an individual or the two of you do not have an understanding of your background, of where you're coming from, in terms of how is your mental state at this point in time, are you sound-minded mm-hmm. in to take up such a responsibility of having to deal with another individual. Remember, in, it's, it's a 50-50 in the sense of your minds coming together in order for us to have 100%, right? So I don't think it is ideal for you to be operating at 60% in terms of the two of you, you 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 know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Munyu was yeah. 80 percent, other is on 25 percent. You have to carry the That's rest of the 20. Yeah, 
Exactly. So now it, it brings about a burden because now it's more onto the table because remember marriage itself is another step in life on its own. So that's another level that you're entering. You know, it's like when you're playing a video game and you go on to the next level, the, the higher you go, the tougher the game becomes, you understand. Mm-hmm. So that is yeah. that is the reality. Whether you feel okay, maybe this person is the right person I have to be with and stuff like that. First, have an understanding of yourself before you try to have an understanding of someone else. So I don't mean to say you are discouraged to try and be on that path when you are still trying to recover. That's all part of the process, but. I mm-hmm. would say you, you've got to be clear with yourself in the very first place before you decide to go on into other levels, you know, that require a certain amount of strength. And like I'm saying, if you're operating at a 30%, you won't have the capacity to be able to handle a situation that requires you to be at least at 80%. You know what I'm saying? We're not perfect as humans, but then... As humans, you know, even in to Siachuba, smell yourself first before you try to do other things. So that's my view on it. But I'm still open to understanding someone else's perspective. You know, we have to be objective. So that's my two cents on the issue of being in a relationship and, you know, the marriage state and the mental issues. So mm. that's why you find some marriages then, you know, say you've wasted so much time in, you know, the preparations culturally and stuff like that. Only for you down the line two years later, because you simply did not understand stage one then everything collapses when you're now on level four because you mm. you jumped states you know what i'm saying yes all right i just wanted to say something about uh being in a relationship with someone who has mental issues or being the person with mental in relationship with someone else i believe that at some point everyone with mental problems uh, anxiety, depression, and whatever else is on that um, spectrum. As long as the two people in the relationship understand uh, what they are going through and, and, and don't treat each other like patients, then the relationship can work. I mean, it's important to know that there are highs and lows, and sometimes I have to carry my partner if they're going through a bad phase and if i'm going through a bad phase financially emotionally spiritually i don't know whatever the case then my partner has to carry me through that um the fact that um we believe it's supposed to be 50 50 makes things uh, complicated for us then if, if if that's what we expect from a relationship uh, there are days where I'm up and she's down and she has to make things happen um, or I have to make things happen and, and, and once we grasp that then I mean uh, things actually work out you don't have to uh, hide yourself from love because you're going through something you know you have to allow people to love you let people in and that's how it works I guess 
I think I'm, I'm from a, a mixed point of view from, from the both of them. Um, I will straight uh, right off the bat just say this, that I am I'm a Christian, basically meaning that I, I am a believer of God. I believe in God. And therefore, I think an amalgamation of both Muzi's point, I mean, Tanko's point, his other name is Muzi, and um, Gino's point is valid. Because I feel, first of all, um, every person needs to work on themselves, just as Tanko said, to get to a certain level where you are, you're, you're, you're solid enough, like he's saying, to be able to accompany and carry somebody else. You know, you just mentioned now that um, some days you're up, some days you're down. Um, it's taxing for a human being to be down 90% of the time and their partner carrying somebody, let's say, uh, carrying you for 90% of the time and then only have 10% of downtime to be able to rest. Um, and therefore, that's why I feel in terms of anybody who's, let's say, facing any any uh, mental health issues, be it depression, anxiety, or whatever it is, and to never, let's say, to be afraid to step out, but to also be open and be able to be honest with yourself, just as Tankwa said, what kind of, uh, as to what kind of step or stage you're at. And um, especially, let's say, when you're going through a process like that, uh, life is not about being fearful. Um, at every stage, you, you can pray and ask God, let's say, for strength and encouragement to be able to, to go on and how to be able to navigate certain things. And even in a marriage, um, if it's the two of you with God included, then you'll never find that there's so much extra weight on having to carry someone or somebody because each person is having their own personal direct relationship with God. And because as he strengthens each of the two of you individually, when you come together, you are able then to, to form kind of a good duo or a good compact team. So I, I do accept uh, Tanka's point and I do accept Tino's point, but I feel that life is very cyclical. So at some point, people will be up and people will be down. Um, but as long as there's always that constant communication and that tunnel um, between a, a person and their relationship with God, then uh, I think you, you, you can take it on from there. Mm-hmm. And, and Joy was talking to me about something really interesting about her view or like her mechanism for someone who's going through anxiety and depression and is a Christian and is questioning why they're going through such things when there's a God. Joy, you have something to say about that to everyone? Yeah, I think I would say, first of all, um, to anybody who's going through anything out there that's listening, um, um, it's always important to, to be open and honest with yourself. And in that open and honest space, as you talk to God and as you take it to God, um, in that honest state, um, that's the first step and that's the most important step. So let's say you don't know God and you're not quite sure where to start or how to start to navigate. It's mm -hmm. being open with yourself and then communication with God is basic. Just as you communicate with your partner, as you communicate with your friends, is the same way you can communicate with God. And in that open space, in that open state, being honest and just conversing and talking to God about your feelings, about your state and things like that. That's where you, you get all sorts of release. It says, uh, come to me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what the Bible says. And I, that's prayer for me is one of my major, major, major coping points. A second one would be positive um, affirmation. Um, mm -hmm. The world was formed by a word, just one word that God spoke. And God gave us as human beings 
a power tool and a mechanism, which is our mouths, for us to be able to change things and shift things in our world by our ability to confess and speak things into the atmosphere. So what I have every day in my book is um, positive affirmations. And regardless of how big or how wild or how outlandish they may seem, I make sure that I go through those things every day. And as you speak words, they never fall to the ground. As we've seen, a lot of people um, have, have spoken and testified that uh, people can say things about them. And years and years later down the line, those words are still echoing in the back of their minds. So mm. for me, those are the two most, one of the two, two of the most important things. And the third one would obviously be um, reading your Bible. When you read your Bible, there is so much strength and so much, um, uh, you know, just so much weight and comfort that you can find within that. The Bible is just like a manual that helps people navigate their life. Um, as you go through there and as you read of the experiences that all of these other people went through, people like uh, Moses, people like Joseph, people like Abraham, all of them had a low point, a point in which life was just knocking them down left, right, and center. But one thing that they always had constant was their relationship and their constant communion with God. We're just me as human beings. There's only so much we can take. But that's why there's God there. And he doesn't expect us to take it on, all of us, uh, by ourselves. He's there to be able to assist and lift the burden and help. So prayer, positive affirmations, and reading of the word for me, that's kept me so much afloat um, throughout my life as I've progressed. Thank you. Um, Tangwa, one more question um, before we leave. What are your thoughts on how I feel like in general, in, in society and just in our circles, in our social circles, there's a lot of discrimination um, um, that's directed on therapy and antidepressants and medication. How was it for you? Since you're saying you went through rehab, I'm pretty sure you had a therapist at some point or you had a therapy session at some point and you had to take some medication. Um, yes, yes, yes. Well, of, of course, um, <laughs> I did have to take some medication, but, you know, when you are simply out of the process, when you are maybe still going through the process or in the fire, mm. you know, you simply have to do what... Um, is termed the necessary things to do. You know, you gotta take in all this medication. Mm. You gotta do all this dosage and, and stuff. And, and I'll be honest, uh, as I was traveling um, from SA um, to here back to Zim, you know, there was a vast difference in the way that um, these things are administered out there. In South Africa, yeah. I was actually being given a high dosage of medication as compared to when I came to Zimbabwe. Here in Zimbabwe, um, the doctor I, I, I attended, um, his name is Dr. Ranga. It's Dr. Ranga, just to be precise. He states that, mm. you know, the amount of dosage, you know, our main goal is that the person uses as little much of medication but then that side, when I was in the Cape, I was actually getting large quantities of medication. So I am not sure um, the medical practici practitioners out there or if they do have an understanding globally, because I think a mental issue is something that really needs to be tapped into and really 
it, ha it has to be understood by all corners of the earth because now what i'm saying is you get certain amounts of medication in another area you know what i'm saying Mm, you, it's, it's not a standard exact dosage yes it's yeah. different so now you you're confused okay who's right by overdosing yes. and who's wrong by underdosing yes you know? and and another thing i found while just discussing with a few practitioners you know um, i'm not really well versed in this medical field or, or in this mental issues field but then with my own understanding when I was having a conversation with one of the doctors, you know, he states that in this mental issues, um, what can I say, in this topic, you, you can actually go to four different doctors who will actually diagnose you with uh, different states that simply align with, with, with a mental issues. You know, one doctor may claim you're bipolar, one about something just about depression but then there's not really a concrete understanding of the different occurrences a matter of the mind you know fine they don't they they, mm. can't, they can't scan the spiritual aspect of the mind you know they can scan the physical mm. but then they don't know what's beyond there so i think that's maybe one of the challenges uh, that maybe come through within the field but like i I am not a medical practitioner or well-versed in that field. Mm. But with what was occurring with me, you know, when I came this side, you know, the talk was that, no, we want the individual to use um, less medication as compared to where I was that side because I was immediately shifting what I was taking and I was moved into lesser dosages. And throughout the year, mm. I was just cutting dosages um, between the months, you, you, you understand. So that is yeah. my, my view on it is that uh, I, I feel there's a lot of work um, that needs to be done in that field, particularly the issue of a, a mental state, you know. So that that yeah awareness and awareness. all this yes. like yes it's not it's not fully it's not fully discovered or accurately portrayed and dealt with yes yes so do you have something like i don't know a word of encouragement to someone who's going through what you went through or someone who's going through depression anxiety or just a confused clouded state of mind do you have something to say to them, to just to help them through whatever they're going through right now? Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, um, it may be difficult in your mind to uh, come out and start speaking. But the most important thing is at least to try, you know, because we were all born, we started crawling, then we started taking a few steps. Eventually, we, we could run and we have these abilities and strengths. So it's a matter of, of simply realizing that, okay, there is a problem because if something is stressing you, if something keeps you anxious, if you are depressed, that is an alarm on its own to say, okay, there's a problem, I need help. So I would say simplifying strength within you, you know, just to at least 
spill the beans just a little bit you don't need to tell the whole story you know you don't need to mm. to come out there and and just be clearing out because firstly remember understand that you are in a bad situation acknowledge that you are in a bad situation so that is the most important thing for me is that at least you start by speaking that will help because the person who listens or whoever is around you you know you never know that person can give you some words of wisdom nuggets of wisdom that can actually shift your whole mental state so instead of of waiting on and just keeping and bottling that just try to at least say a word it's important to say i am not doing fine you understand mm, to just reach yes, out it's important to say things are not going well you have to understand your situation and simply put it out there you know of course it takes some strength it takes some time but then at the end of the day it's something that you have to do you as, as the individual you have to do it and it's the first step to healing exactly, mm. exactly. so i i believe those are my words that's how i feel about it and i really hope that whoever is listening and is going through certain struggles is going through issues you know the situation might be bad but i if we are not on to to have such experiences and then we say that's the end of life no it's not mm. that way we are destined and designed for the finer things of life because we are here you are still alive and breathing and i don't think the story should end with you being miserable everyone deserves so the first step of healing at least do speak just say something just say something Thank you so much you guys for all your input and for sharing this time with everyone. I really appreciate what each and every one of you said and I'd like to just say to the general public or to whoever is listening to this we need to start acknowledging the fact that mental illnesses and disorders are actual illnesses. It's not just I'm sad or I I can't think happy thoughts. You can't just say to someone just deal with it or just think happy thoughts with a sharp. No, I'm not going to be fine, Karen. I'm not happy. I'm 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 in pain inside and I can't grasp what that pain is. So, I really encourage people to take it seriously and if you're going through something of that sort, reach out, pray. Like Joy said, um read your bible if you and 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 just have some positive affirmations and you know take a step towards your healing because you staying in the darkness is not going to help you in any way i know it's easier said than done but it's something that we need to take more seriously thank you so much guys for joining us today i know the topic was a bit heavy but it's something that i felt like really had to be addressed and Thank you guys for giving me your two cents in the situation. Thank you so much for having us. It was such an honor, such a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. guys, Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> If you need some positive affirmations, be sure to check out my Sunday. Yes. Show. 
I say some really nice things that make their heart really <laughs> happy. So, thank you so much, and I love you guys. I love you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, and it's your bidden with the biggest love. I'm sorry. More up. love, more love than that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you guys with a track from from Tangwa. Tangwa is a musician, by the way. Side note, and I'm gonna leave you guys with a track from from Tangwa. So please enjoy and stay healthy and stay happy.